Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. Make sure to stop by their Lower Main Street Calicoon location to see what fresh in-house baked goods, drinks, and food they have cooking up in the kitchen. This special podcast is going to talk about the opioid crisis, something that has affected people across the country and the world. And the effort to combat it is not something that can be done alone. Deputy Commissioner of the Division of Health and Human Services, Wendy Brown, said at the start of last Friday's Sullivan County Drug Task Force biannual meeting, like I said in the beginning, no one person could do this. No one group could do this. It's our collective strength that makes this committee so strong. Brown and District Attorney Megan Galligan co-chair the task force, which has a difficult challenge of combating the ever-present opioid crisis. March 25th gathering, held in the legislative hearing room at the Government Center in Monticello, was their first biannual meeting of 2022. The meeting's agenda included updates on the task force pillar structure, what different pillars were working on, and an educational presentation on harm reduction slash drug screening and fentanyl test strips. Speaking of fentanyl, it continues to be a problem, as Galligan explained that they've seen it rising in almost every other drug in the county in the past year. She said, quote, it is, used to be a primarily a heroin-related issue. It's not anymore. If you believe that you're buying a prescription pill on the street, it's actually fentanyl. Fentanyl has become so cheap in this area that it is marketed as every other type of drug. We've seen marijuana-laced fentanyl, every drug you can think of. So the law enforcement pillar really is putting tremendous effort on interceptions. Galligan noted that in the last several weeks, they've executed numerous search warrants throughout the county to try to disrupt this drug distribution and put others who might engage in it on notice that they're watching. There's also a critical link between fentanyl distribution gun possession, and violent crime, according to Galligan. She said, quote, two of the search warrants we executed over the last two weeks have turned up not only fentanyl, but also a legally possessed firearm. Galligan said they recently finalized and submitted their 2022 application to the Federal Drug Control Policy Center for a New York, New Jersey, high-intensity drug trafficking area designation. Galligan noted that they had applied for the tremendously important designation before and didn't get it. She said all the other counties in the Mid-Hudson region have that designation. What that means is they're a member of the Hudson Valley Crime Analysis Center. She said the center has been very generous and allowed them to make use of many of its resources even without the designation, but having it opens up a lot more avenues for funding and other trainings and resources that would be available to the county. Galligan also touched on mental health, calling it a driver not only for crime in the county, but also substance use disorder, and the need for resources addressing mental health. On that note, Assemblywoman Aileen Gunther talked about her 988 bill that recently passed. Now in an emergency situation, if someone dials 988, first responders know when they arrive there that there is a mental health issue. She's also working on another bill that would require the New York State Department of Health and New York State Office of Addiction Services and Supports to establish a pilot program with at least four infant recovery centers in areas of need in the state for babies born addicted to drugs. And lastly, another bill is focused on individuals diagnosed with opioid use disorder or who are discharged from treatment facilities, prisons, hospitals, etc. to be provided with an overdose reversal drug. Galligan wrapped up her report with an update on Hope Not Handcuffs, which has had success since being implemented in the county, with 22 intakes since October.
Sheriff Mike Schiff mentioned, as he has in the past, the issue of having limited places to take people with a mental health issue to get treatment once law enforcement gets them off the street. He also talked about immigration at the border and its impact on the opioid crisis. Schiff stated that the vast majority of people coming into the country are looking for a better life, but mixed in are gang members and people indebted to drug cartels. He said, quote, we're shipping people to the tune of about two million a year into this country, and we don't know who all of them are. You can't keep pumping that volume of people into an area no matter how large. Eventually, you saturate the area. We have to be cognizant of the law enforcement keeping our families safe, cutting into the drug trafficking, getting it off the street so that people can't buy it. That's going to be our role, and we're going to have to step it up dramatically. Schiff also said they've been talking with legislative partners to address bail reform. He said, quote, the way that things are set up now, we don't have the tools we used to have to get people peddling this poison to our families. He also talked about the rise of fentanyl on the streets. People think they're getting oxycodone. They are not, said Schiff. Those aren't overdoses. Those are poisons. This dynamic is slipping away from us on the law enforcement end. If we don't wake up and get a firm grip on this, all the stuff we're doing on the back end is going to be meaningless because our streets won't be safe. Switching gears to what some of the different pillars of the task force have been working on, after conversation and input from these members of the pillar of the drug task force, Division of Health and Human Services Commissioner John Little has been finalizing a budget for the initial six-plus million dollars coming from the settlements of lawsuits against various opioid manufacturers and distributors, which will eventually be voted on and reviewed by the county legislature. Little detailed initial spend plan for the next five years. It would cover additional tools for law enforcement to disrupt the supply of narcotics coming into the county, provide significant funding to support staffing, training, and equipment for the members of the task force, partially fund additional years of crisis call center and peer support operations, provide funding for transportation to substance use treatment programs, education and licensure funding supports to the county social workers and credentialed alcoholism and substance use counselors, and much-needed renovations at Catholic Charities facility in Monticello. Furthermore, there are plans to combine some of the Department of Social Services funding with the opioid settlement monies to bring a full-time domestic violence counselor to the Child Advocacy Center in Liberty. They also plan on expanding access to harm reduction tools, drug drop-off sites, access to Narcan, and are fully funding the request for Hope Not Handcuff support. Little also said they're working very hard on prevention, including having mental health first aid provided by Sullivan 180, community-based prevention programs from Sullivan Allies leading together, as well as a K-12 substance prevention pilot that some members of the task force are working on. The first opioid settlement monies will arrive in May, followed by another in September, and after that will come annually. Speaking of the team effort that is the task force, Little said the best way to end the drug crisis in the county does not lie in any particular program. He said, quote, it really is a partnership we all share, working together to help the victims and punish and remove the folks that are pushing the poison on us. Some of the efforts summarized at the meeting, including Bridge Back to Life Center's new mobile treatment unit that is visiting at least 20 different locations across the county over the course of the next month, restorative management for profit drug counseling and outpatient chemical dependency treatment provider, which has been brought to the county and now has an office in Monticello. Catholic Charities has expanded their capability to 24-7 with inpatient support, and the Lexington Recovery Center will soon be providing a methadone dosing station. Also, there are proposals and contracts in the works that will bring additional substance use treatment and pediatric mental health providers to the county. Little said, quote, I'm really excited about all these new services that we have brought into Sullivan County within the last several months. We have made great strides. 
does it for today's Sullivan County Democrat podcast brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon. We'll have more on the Sullivan County Drug Task Force's work and what their pillars are up to in future editions and special sections. 